0: Welcome to the latest Forever Blue podcast, uh, which is a podcast dedicated to football principally and, of course, Manchester City. My name is Ian Cheeseman and I've been covering City for a, a long, long time. Um, on the BBC, uh, these days on various other outlets. If you watch the matchday vlog that I did from Wembley uh, for the first of the FA Cup semi-finals, you'll be aware that I work sometimes for Sony TV in India and I was interviewing Riyad Mahrez after the game yesterday. So have a look at the YouTube vlog if you've not seen that, Um, but this is a weekly podcast, it's free for you to listen to, it's free to download and subscribe, so please do that, tell your friends about it, and most weeks uh, we have an ex-player or an ex-manager or a celebrity on, and we have a couple of members of the Forever Blue gang, Um, and today we have two members of that gang, they are Harlan and Andy, who you'll have heard many times I'm sure before, but also um, a face from the when I said this it sounds unkind but a face from the 80s who was a household name in the 80s and into the early 90s now he's also been in Coronation Street and Doctors and other things more recently and I know now he's got a theatre school and I'm big into theatre so that's something a passion that I share with him but I also remember back in the day uh, junior blues and, and all sorts of other things that we did together um, but I have sitting seen him for a while so I bumped into him recently and I thought Great. Let's get him on the podcast. Big Blue. Uh, you would know him as um, um, Billy Boswell from Bread, the uh, the 80s sitcom, which uh, if you've not seen that, if you're too young, just go on YouTube, Google it, put in Billy Boswell, Bread, and you will see Nick Conway um, as the actor who played that part um, in Full Flow and great, great sitcom it was. But obviously here to talk about City today. So Nick, you're very, very welcome. Um, how, how are you feeling about City at the moment? I mean, you you, you know, just you're today. as big a blue as it gets
1: and it, and it, this is as good as it gets, isn't it? It, it really is. I mean, um, we, we, we're going to have one of the most amazing weeks of City's history, possibly. I mean, what's just happened is, you know, United... We, we now know we're playing United in. It's a Derby FA Cup final. The week before that, we've got the denouement of the uh, Premier League.
0: <laughs>
1: and then um, possibly... If we get past Real Madrid, a Champions League final, I mean, who'd have dreamt that when we were going over to <laughs> going over the Pennines to watch City in Div Two, and that um, Gillingham playoff final—amazing, um, really. What, you know this journey we've been on, um, just incredible. And really, my family—you know—we go back as, as far back as my granddad, who was a mate of Ken Barnes's, um, and, and um, you know he was at school with him, and he even went to. Uh, Hyde Road, I think, in the in in you know when he was a kid. So uh, that's why I'm a City fan, really, through my granddad, then down to my dad and stuff. And um, I first went in about 1971, a night match, and we played Blackpool. And I think it was 71 or 70, anyway. But uh, yeah, just it's just been a love affair of my life, and I've even got to meet some of my heroes. Uh, worked at the club for a short while, and um, got to know some amazing people, you know, behind the scenes. It really is a family at City. It it certainly felt like that at Main Road, you know, people like Barbara, amazing people, Jeff Sturban or or Tudor Thomas, what a lovely man and his family. Um, Everybody made you feel welcome there. You know, it just felt like a family, you know, everybody is, and yourself in, um, you know, just a a friendly bunch of people. And and what can I say about City fans themselves? Wherever I've been on tour around this country, and I spent most of the 90s on the road doing plays, I'd find, you know, there's if there's a city match on, on the telly, there'd always be a blue in there, and you just get chatting to them, and and you can actually go to city and just go on your own, and within a few minutes you'll be chatting to the people around you and stuff. It's great, it's great to be a blue, as you say, every week. <laughs>
0: It absolutely is. I mean, uh, one thing, by the way, I should mention is that uh, this mm-hmm. podcast is sponsored by Howard Solicitors who are based in Stockport, Ashton and Cheshire. They specialise in, in family law, for example. So if you're going through a separation or you're having problems with access to your children or with social services, you can give them a call on 0161 872 or email law at howards uh, dot com. Um, yeah, I mean, the club's changed a lot, Nick, um, yeah. in, in, you know, and, and and I know there's sort of pros and cons to that. Um, but mm-hmm. winning and seeing this marvellous football, I, I've got to tell you this, this story, and I, I don't mean this in, in an egotistical way, but I don't know how else to tell it. Yesterday, I was stood in the tunnel after the game, and uh, I was waiting for, I knew I was going to do an interview with one of the players. And right. I'm stood there, and, and the manager comes off, Pep Guardiola, is one of the first down the tunnel. And this has to be one of the highlights, I think, of my life. He, he came over to me and just went, Ian, and gave me a big hug and said, oh. lovely to see you. And I watched him acting with everybody else in the tunnel. He didn't do that to anybody else. First of all, I didn't even know he knew my name. But again, it just shows the, uh, the man uh, the sort of, yeah. in the moment like that, that that's the way he reacted. And it, and it blew me away. Everything after that was like secondary. Um, absolutely i mean you your life nick you must have had people who I've, inspired you and when you when somebody does that too i'd have run through a brick wall for nick after uh, for uh, pep after
1: oh. that well abs- absolutely and and my pinch me moment of course was when I, I actually did work at city in the um well i did a couple of, i did a couple of um on field announcements you know vince miller couldn't turn up one week so i ended up being in the middle of the pitch at main road that was very surreal um announced it. it was when Franny was in. Do you remember when we did that thing of like getting all the ex-players on and trying to galvanise the crowd by, you know, I don't know, being introduced like Tommy Booth into the centre circle and, you know, all that. But um, my pinch-me moment was when Colin Bell just said, "All right, Nick, how's it going?" <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I'm like acting all casual, you know, like and I, so I tend to go the other way if I meet anybody who's really famous. I just act all nonchalant and like as though they're almost boring you know i was inside i was like ah! he's, he's my absolute idol of all time and still is really so yeah so similarly and um yeah i i am feeling you on that one <laughs> yeah well and i ended up being <laughs> sort of very close with colin so that that uh, much more surreal
0: than that i, I uh, know
1: but but you know Pepper. white wow, wow that's amazing yeah
0: uh, one thing before I bring the two lads in and we talk about a bit yeah. more about the football specifically is Yeah, yeah. How yeah. did it feel being a star of, of, of essentially a scouse comedy? Yeah. Um, like, I know you're from bit... Shropshire originally, but you know, you're effectively a man No, no, kid. no, no,
1: no. Know, no, that's a bit of a bum steer. I, I was I was born down there because my dad was in the army, that's all. And I'm a proper man. It's just and you know, they're from Inner City, Manchester, my family, but um uh, no, my dad was just stationed down there, so I was born there.
0: And so was I, it like being in a sketch okay,
1: comedy? Yeah, yeah, and it was a bit weird. Like obviously in Manchester, you know, you get the comments and all that. But but I mean, I was um, I was quite a versatile young actor. But when when I got the part in Bread, I was actually playing a Millwall fan in a River Dertshire Millwall. So it's all like right that, mate. You know what I mean? It was it, was, it was a play down at New Cross as well. So I had to, I, I, I've I've always played lots of different accents. You know, I suppose a bit of a character actor. So uh, you know we used to do in the and things like "Did you do? Don't you do?" You know and all that chicken and you know I mean I am parodying it now you know what I mean the, the, the key is to find the character and the, you know and and then hopefully the accent comes as well with a bit practice but um, yeah I mean obviously the actual um, you know obviously I'm going out in Manchester and I <laughs> yeah I'm getting a few comments that uh, not very complimentary and a couple of times at away games got a few. City remarks, but, you know, it, it's fine. It is it is what it
0: is. Well, let, let's talk about the football now. Since the last podcast, yeah. City have played two games. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. played the game yeah. over in Munich, which was uh, the mm. sort of finishing off of, of that tie, which I always felt after 3-0 from the first leg and the way that the yeah. Blues played was probably a done deal. And then mm. the FA Cup semi-final. So, Harlan, let's start with you on this one. I mean, what, what what's your verdict on what you've seen from City in the last... The last few days really
2: well, well if, if you remember ian on the on the, the last podcast i was on which was a couple of i think it was a couple of weeks ago now wasn't it two weeks ago fortnight ago we hadn't played munich in the first leg yet um and on that podcast i said when we get past real madrid um almost as if i'd completely written the munich games off cuz i firmly believe that we'd we'd beat them mm. the one thing with munich of course is that 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 they have a very quick front line or they they were supposed to have a very mm-hmm. quick front line and, you know, Coleman and Mane and, you know, uh, Sane and, 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 you know, they're a very, very good front, front three. But when I watched the Ruben Diaz interview with, with the, with the journalist he was dealing with that day and, um, you know, ju- j- journalism is one of those things, you know, you've got to ask difficult questions sometimes. Um, well, not my particular style, but the way he asked Ruben Diaz and Ruben fired back with the answers of, well, we've got me, we've got John, we've got, and rhymed off all the centre-halves and defenders we had. Almost rebuffed the whole thing. Um, the fact that we were so brave in the first game and didn't fear Munich was something that I thought that we'd always do. And it was because I knew that there would be room, there would be space for us to play in. When there's space for us to play in and teams, you know, kind of come out of a low block and, and, and think they can have a bit with us, I always find that we're at our absolute finest and, and we did exactly what I thought we'd do against them in that, in that first game. I knew we needed a couple of goals. I said mm. we needed at least a two goal cushion that we failed to get last year against Madrid at home, which is for me, when I look back now, even all these months on, I believe was where the game was lost. Um, you know, going into the second leg, four, three was not good enough. Uh, and yes, I know we scored in the game and and the two goals were silly at the end of that one, but I, um, we should have gone 4-0 up in that game. I'll never forget at home that night, we, we had big chances at, at, at one, 1-0 one that we should have gone and stretched Madrid and, and gone through that evening. But we didn't. That was last season. This is this season. But I overlooked by Munich because I, I knew that we'd get through the tie over the over the two legs and firmly knew that it'd be Real Madrid in the, in the next round, not back in Chelsea one bit. I felt like we were very professional uh, felt like we were, like I say, very eloquent in our football. And I also feel that we we were very uh, good at game managing the second game as well. I thought that, yes, early Mr. Penn, but always backed him to keep going. He doesn't seem like a player that lets his head drop. I mean, if his head dropped, it'd fall about six, seven foot, wouldn't it? So <laughs> it'd be a long way to fall, wouldn't it? But um, he, I thought it was brilliant the way he kept his chin up, kept his head up and kept going. And the, the, the finish was exceptional. And and we find ourselves in another semi-final against Real Madrid, which I think we'll... we'll will flourish in and you know we can we can use the things we learned from from um you know not doing right last season and do them right this time round and hopefully uh, get ourselves through to to a final against for me into milan uh, who I, who I fancy to, to to beat ac actually over the two legs in the other semi final um mm. i felt like you know we were we were always going to come across these difficult moments this season weren't we where we had to look at all three fronts and you know, we had to to, to learn how to uh, rotate better and how to how to manage the squad. I think Pep's done exceptionally well with managing mm-hmm. the squad and avoiding as many injuries as we potentially could have had at this yeah. stage in the season. Um, and when you look at the fact that we're now into a, a you know another FA Cup final against a side that I, I firmly, after watching them now, think we can absolutely pummel at Wembley. If I'm mm-hmm. honest, if we do what Brighton did there and be brave and attack them. And, um, and put them under pressure, uh, I think they'll absolutely crumble under the pressure of Wembley with 45,000 City fans there to cheer us on. Um, and I felt like we were professional against Sheffield United. We didn't disrespect them. You know, we played a professional game, didn't think they'd be good enough to beat us. Fair play for, for turning up, fair play at the fans, as many as turned up down there, although it should have been played up north for me. And um, we got the job done. You know, Ian, a, a Champions League semi-final, a massive game on Wednesday to, to, to put Arsenal to one side and go and potentially win the league by five points, which I did say we would do a couple of months ago. And, um, and an FA Cup final against our biggest rival. I mean, as a City fan growing up as a kid, beating TNS and Locker and, and getting to, you know, a, a first round UEFA Cup tie was always the ambition. Winning the Thomas Cook Trophy pre-season, as I said to you a couple of years ago with Paul, what was the ambition back then as a kid for me. Uh, beating Olympiakos pre-season was like re- beating the Greek champions. It was the best thing in the world. No, we've got three finals to look at. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're in a good place, I think. I think. I think we are anyway. I think that's a good place, isn't it? For
3: you,
0: Andy.
2: By the way, before you answer that question,
0: you are older than young Harlan here. So you will have, you'll remember Nick from, from the, uh, the days of, of bread. So uh, <laughs> is it a bit surreal to have Billy Boswell on the, on the podcast?
4: <laughs> well, a, a little bit. Um, as I said before we went on air, when I was a student living in Manchester, one of the lads we shared a house with was a doppelganger. So he, he he got Billy, Billy Boswell all day long. And uh, I was thinking about his sponsors actually. They would have had a field day, wouldn't they? Howard would solicitors with the with the Boswell family, uh, you know, with all the goings on with, with their with their life. So uh, yeah, I remember Bred, enjoyed it, and um, it kind of fizzled out a little bit when some of the character some of the actors actually, I think. Left, but it went on for maybe four or five years. Nick, Nick would know better, but yeah, it was definitely a, a mainstay of of uh, TV when we only had about four channels. So, twenty-one million. It wasn't million, black and white; it was at least in colour.
0: So, I think there were twenty-one million viewers were watching that that programme. I mean, it's a very different TV world that we live in now. <laughs> um, anyway, in, in terms of what of no. the football, what you've heard from Harlem, what's your, what's your verdict?
4: Well, I I, I was. Uh, I was at both of the Bayern games, and before the game in Manchester, um, actually, I was chatting with uh, your mate Craig Cash because he sits near me, and the hospitality we have there. And he often says, well, "What do you think, Andy? You know?" What? I said, "Well, <laughs> I think Get getting like money out a goggle box, that yeah, Andy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know it's not bad. Uh, <laughs> I'd seen the team and when he when I'd seen that Bernardo was put out to Marshall their left flank, I thought, oh, that's just so unpep-like, given what he's done in recent years. You know, he's actually done exactly the right thing uh to to sort of block that that attack. And I said to Craig, this is 3-0, get your money on it. And as you know, the lads on the table with me backed it and even had a doppel uh plopping Rodri for first goal and a lot of money was won. Um so so it was great. That was absolutely amazing. I think when when we saw that we had Bayern away second leg, I think everybody thought, can we get enough in the first leg to get us over the line? And it's a big difference between two and three in that competition. And going there with three, I think we all felt like it was uh, possible, and we were confident. And on the night, frankly, the goal that they were gifted again by a cheat who found an opposition's player's hand. He's done it before. He's got he's got previous in the Champions League final against Tottenham and UEFA to give that as a penalty, if that's the standard, and that happens in either of the games that we've got left, whether that be two or three, to disgrace. So I will continue to boo on that basis, uh, despite the fact that we have become in, uh, if you like, eating at the top table more often than, than we used to. Um, and the one contrast between Wednesday and, um, and yesterday was uh, 17 quid for the loyalist. That's what it cost to get in, in the away end, compared to 65 yesterday. And I think that's the 19th time we've been down there now. So it'll be 20 come the final with United. Um, and we were treated fantastically, as always, by the German supporters, by the police, the arrangements at Bayern Munich, if there is a reorg from Istanbul, that is the absolute best location where they can cram eighty odd thousand people in. And it was just absolutely brilliant as well. The atmosphere given, they probably knew they were going out. They did their best to rouse their troops and agent Leroy did his best to make sure we went through, bless him, as agent Zinni seems to be doing as well in uh, <laughs> North London. Uh, so, yeah, I think the football. Honestly, um, yeah, I think I think we're now playing consistently the highest level we could ever hope to play. Um, it's not faultless, but it's nearly nearly faultless. I have to say, from watching uh, from watching games, and only when we make changes because we're winning by so many goals are we starting to be critical of some of the less experienced players who who, who come on. And I think that's. Uh, natural, but it's, it's unfair because some of the players who are outperforming now, and I'd take Rodri as an example, Mares as another, and Jack Grealish as players who have really come up, and even John Stones, if you go back far enough, did a bit of a rough ride at first. So I think we all have to have a bit of patience with the players who are, who are been given minutes. Um, but yeah, great, great that we have got this opportunity. Um, you know, and I really don't want to count any chickens, but I really do feel as though we've got a great chance with injuries uh, being the only caveat of concern, really, um, with, with key players. Nathan Aki's a worry. I think he's been so good for us that left side's perhaps our only concern right now. But no, I mean, it's been fantastic. I mean, loving it. And then compared to the last treble in '99. Walking up Wembley Way with uh, there used to be toilets on Wembley Way in those days, standing there and having a Gillingham fan singing You're not famous anymore in your ear-all hasn't left my head. So uh I get the flickers back, knowing full well that here we are some twenty-five years later, effectively, uh on the uh, other side of the other side of the coin, so to speak, representing this fine city uh in, in three competitions. So yeah, fingers crossed.
0: Absolutely. I know when I spoke to you before, Nick, you said you hadn't watched the whole of the United game. But as I sat there watching it, I must admit, I, I, there was somebody also WhatsApping me at the same time, uh, agreeing, basically. Uh, and he's an Oldham Athletic fan. And I'm, and I'm saying, uh, and he's saying, the gulf in the quality between City, even the weaker City, if you want to call it that, that beat Sheffield United. Was so huge. There's no imagination. It was United and Brighton. I know Dick Brighton are not a bad side. It's a lot more one dimension. It's like
1: watching old fashioned football, isn't it? I I I agree. Yeah, we've got so much more to our game, and um, you get so spoiled watching City. I mean, it's it's who looks after the ball, you know. Like we, (laughs) you just get so used to not losing the ball. I mean, it's 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 almost a collector's item, isn't it? When one of one of our players misplaces a a, 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 a pass. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, and 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 then you suddenly watch another another team, and you, this this just seems to find it so hard to string three passes together. I, I like some of Brighton's play. I must admit, I, I, I thought their, some of their attacking play was great, but they didn't have the final ball, did they? And they they panicked a bit on the last shot. Um, they were they were a bit frustrating, I think, but better than the others. Um, and um, yeah, getting back to City, uh, the, I, um, I I mean the only thing like time I got a little bit worried was was you know some of the pace. At The back, you know, they um, Sane is so rapid, isn't he? But thankfully for us, he missed his chances, and also that guy Davis for for Bayern Munich. But look, we we dealt with it. I mean, Pep knows what he's doing, and I think we've everything went wrong last year, they've they've sorted out, you know, um, in terms of pace and stuff. I i I do feel quite comfort when Walker's playing, I must admit. I don't know what you guys feel about that. Do you feel a bit more comfortable when he's around because he's so quick? You know I mean to mop up any potential danger because obviously you know we've, we've we've seen those games you know been at like Brentford at home and you know and Everton getting that goal I mean can you believe this or so even in this position because it was ridiculous and I was at Forest away do you know what I mean those sort of three games where we, how did we not get three points do you know what I mean but, but I mean obviously we're a tiny bit vulnerable on the break but I, I think they're very aware of that now and um do you know what I mean I think Pep's is Sets the team up to try and stop that happening. And obviously, Roderick's immense, isn't he? So, um, yeah. what do you guys think about that? I'm, I'm interested to know. I know you're the interviewer, but I'd like to know from your two guests about that.
4: I'll go first, if you want, quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think okay. I think Pep's comment about Kyle can't play there was pure shithousery. Yeah, <laughs> to wind <that>. him up. <laughs> I, I think he did that. And look, he's had two two starts since. So, I think yeah. that says it all. that he will adapt the team according to what's in front of him. And Kyle's a very important part, and oh, will yeah. continue to be, I think. So I agree with you. And also, I'm Eric Laporte. He's, he's
1: looked brilliant. I mean, imperious, hasn't he? he has not put a foot wrong, has he? Since I mean, the games he's played, he's been fantastic. Well, since 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 the uh, since the links to to go into
2: Tottenham have come about, Nick, I think he's thinking, yeah. I don't want any of that. Thanks, I'll uh, I'll, I'll stay here <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, after seeing how they're playing at the moment, and after seeing what they did this afternoon, being what was it, five nil after twenty odd minutes. I think Eric's thinking, yeah. Do you know what, I'll play second fiddle to Nathan Aki if it means I don't have to win anywhere near Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> what, what I would say is I'd say that Kyle Walker will always win you points or get you through ties with recovery runs. Yeah, I'd absolutely. say that, 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 you know, you ask any City player, I've watched many things on, on Sky Sports, I've watched many uh, stuff on, you know, many, many different videos on Soccer AM yeah. uh, on their YouTube channel when they, you know, when Tubes does things with players and. You know, he meets up with players and every you know, he asks them who's the quickest player in the squad. And it's banterus and it's Fawn and, and Sterling okay. and Walker used to have a bit of banter, so did Sane. But all they all they seem to say is that Walker's not the quickest over that first five meters. But once he gets into the 10 to 15 to 20 meter sprint, there's not many in the league getting anywhere near him. Um right. I'd have to say as well, if you look back at the PSG ties last season, um mm. or shall I say not last season, the season before, before the Ch- Chelsea final. Kyle Walker dealt quite well with Mbappe as well. Um,
3: he did, indeed, he's, yeah. He's yeah. probably the
2: quickest player in, in, in the world, you'd argue. So yeah. I definitely feel more comfortable with him there. But let, 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 let's look at it. I mean, Ake is almost playing when he's playing in a three. as like an hybrid left-back, left-wing-back yeah. and a left-centre yeah. half, overlaps and, uh, and whatever else. So what yeah. I'd like to say about the squad at the moment is that, and I know Ian appreciates this a lot about the, mm-hmm. the current crop of City players and what Pep has them doing, Mm. is that players have got so many different sub roles within their role during a game that mm. they are so good at covering each other one minute they'll cover the center of the park the next minute they'll cover wide areas while somebody yeah. drops in and covers the central area the mm. fluidity not just going forward but at the back is is as you I'll use your word imperious and I think that yeah. the understanding at this stage in the season for me every season no matter the squad no matter the manager Mancini Pellegrini Pep you know the the players that we've had that have been over the 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 three mini eras, as you'd say,
4: yeah, all yeah. get
2: get the script. They all they all read yeah. off the him sheet and know that April and May are our months. And it's of it's course. wonderful to see
1: us coming to our own in these two months. Yeah, absolutely. He's timed it perfectly, hasn't he? He's timed
4: it pet I mean, he, he knows what but, he's doing. And um, I think I think just just touching on that with the timing, this is where having that squad, I think yeah. the World Cup was disruptive, and and we took a bit of time to get adjusted, but. I think having that squad now, it's starting to pay dividends. Plus, one of the things I think we've got in our uh, favour is this momentum where we are playing, you know, like a metronome every four days. And this mm-hmm. week long wait now that Arsenal have between games to ponder on what's gone wrong and listen to all the press, it's perfect for us. So mm-hmm. I think, I think that, that, you know, he'll be very aware of this. And I think that he'll be making sure players are eager to win their place back and I think we've seen that as you mentioned with Amarik Laporte I think with Kyle as well and certainly with Riyad Mahrez yesterday the tracking back is fantastic (laughs) the the work rate is amazing it's just throughout the team I mean you mentioned three players there that
1: were subs for us right Mm -hmm. the quality of that bench Mm -hmm. unbelievable and the young lads as well look at Rico I mean, he's coming, how good is yeah. he? How
4: good is that lad, you know? And imagine, um, imagine how, how many goals Erling Haaland may have scored if yeah. he hadn't been shepherd up because we were already 3 or 4 nil up. Yeah, like the Leicester
1: oh. game, of course, it was. we were done, weren't we? After yeah.
4: 45 minutes, that was it. Well,
1: I might as well have gone home second half. <laughs> it was a bit, um, yeah, that was crazy. I think a bit like Newcastle today, I know they battered in the first half, I think they eased off, didn't they? So it was only 6-1 in the end. It was 5-0 half time and I think they'd done, you know, that was it, finished. A bit like the United game when we were like, we, we, we were six up, weren't we? And then mm. we like creep back in. But this is it. I work with United fans. And I think that, you know, them getting that really stuffy victory against us with that outrageous decision by the ref, you know, the VAR thing. How that was given, I don't know. Their um, Equaliser. Um, but they've had a bit of a bump to deal with that. Do you know what I mean? it's, it's 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 papered over a few cracks. And I always say to them, said the thing with Pep is all, all, all through these years is like he's interested in how we're playing, not always the result. Do you know what I mean? Because remember, yeah. sometimes we've, been, we've all been disappointed or deflated. Oh, it's been a, a one-all or something, or we've you know whatever. He's just no, my players were fantastic, absolutely brilliant. That's exactly what I wanted. Da, da, da. He backs them up, doesn't he? Def- publicly, anyway, most of the time. But um, it's part of his plan in a way, isn't it? You know, he knows. he's he knows the bit. He he wants to see us playing in a certain way. And then, if we do that, okay. On the odd occasion, you're not going to get the victory, but if you keep doing it, you know, week in, week out, doing all the right things, the players doing the right things. Jack's now learned. I mean, look at the look at him running back and getting those tackles in. Wow, he wouldn't have done. I that think, he's, done, I think
2: his recovery, his recovery uh, yeah. player, has been exceptional this season. Yeah, I think I think yeah. because Jack's one of those players now. I think the robustness yeah. of him, the amount yeah. of physicality that he has to has to cope yeah. with, the amount of the amount of clangs he gets on the shins and the knees. I mean, I wish he'd wear, yeah. I wish he'd wear bigger shin pads because it is going to crucify <laughs> his, his, his tib and fib at some stage in his career. But what mm-hmm. I would say is, um, because he gets it at him when he is
1: yeah.
2: moving forward with the ball or when he is driving us forward, he's so much more prepared now to go, Do you know what, if I'm going to take a kicking moment in possession, I'll take a kicking moment out of possession as well. Um, I think he's board. become a lot more of a mature football player. And for me, his defensive astuteness this season has come on leaps and bounds. To be a midfielder and to be, you know, I, I never see Jack as a left winger. I always see him eventually moving inside mm-hmm. and becoming more of a central figure, which is where he started. it will go full circle, Jack, for me. I think mm-hmm. he could easily slot in and, and, and kind of either sit next to Kevin or when Kevin, you know, moves a bit deeper, which I can see him doing uh, maybe into a double pivot with Rodri that Jack could lead lead the way and drive us forward as a singular point at the top of a triangle in midfield. But I think that Jack... He's more rounded now as a player since since he signed for us. Um, and, and I'm actually really impressed with his with his all-round football now. I think that he, he knows when to slow the player down. He knows when to yeah. speed it up. He knows when to take things on the front foot. He knows when to play inside. He knows yeah. when to recycle. He knows when to keep things going. And I think all around this season,
1: it's probably yeah. been the best season of his career overall at any club.
3: Absolutely, yeah.
1: And he's learning. He's playing with Gundogan. He was a master at that. Yeah. At getting the foul. You know, it just he's so cute on the ball, isn't he? Yeah, Gundot. absolutely. I mean, what an intelligent man. We can't let him go, surely. No, I mean, no, well, he'll <laughs> like, go, he ain't gone. You get go. offered Bellingham, you get offered Bellingham. What does he do? Does he come? Do we let Gundo go? Yeah, yeah. What do uh, you think? Well, yeah, yeah. Do well, I say yeah, I say term. yeah, because yeah. because I
2: think I think Gundawan deserves to maybe be given the choice now. I think he's earned it. I oh, yeah. remember, having this, remember having this conversation? I think you were on that, that week, Andy, when we said about right. um was it was it when we when we were talking about Vinny going to Andelect and there was a, there was an opportunity mm-hmm. for him maybe to be offered another year when he'd scored the goal against Leicester and 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 we said look we let him go with our good grace and we, yeah, we allow him yeah. the opportunity to go and do what he wants to do. Ilkai's earned the right now to make his own decision. Course, and I know what you're course. saying, Nick. I, I'd love to keep yeah. him, but but I know what you he... mean, mate. And
1: also he's doing his coaching, isn't he? Isn't he doing all his badges and
2: everything? Yeah, yeah. But then it's... the other thing as well is what you've got to look at. He's doing it at city, right? If he goes to Barcelona for two years gets to work at the Marzia for, for a year or two after that as well, yeah. there's a chance that maybe he could take the Barca job and then come back and do what, <laughs> what, what Pep's done. I mean, I'm not saying he would. I think company will get the job. But I think two years in the sun for Okai is the least he deserves.
0: Yeah. Oh, good points. I mean, the other thing yeah. I wanted to bring up, and not Labour by any means, but it, obviously there's been a lot of sniping from the, the media and from fans about the fact that Wembley wasn't full. Um, mm. And that I... I've, very strong opinions on this i mean for start off most of the people who do that sniping uh, obviously not media because that's slightly different but fans who do it are generally sniping when they've not gone to the game themselves Uh, and yet they're calling other people for not going but we are in a cost of living crisis um city particularly are playing big games one after the other. There's now going to be an FA Cup final. I think a lot of people, um, I I know a lot of City fans who thought, I can't afford to go to two games at Wembley. So I'm going to gamble on the fact, which isn't a massive gamble these days, on City beating Sheffield United, and then we'll go to the final. There's also the possibility of Istanbul. Um, Even if you rule out the away games, which cost a fortune to go to, believe me, I know, But Mm -hmm. even just the home games against Madrid, the home game against Bayern Munich, you know, the Mm -hmm. extra matches that City are playing. Mm -hmm. um, I I just think it's unreasonable to expect, you know, to to be that many people filling every single seat. And you said it before, um, Mm -hmm. uh, Harlan, I think it was, who said, you know, why is the semi-final at Wembley? That should Mm -hmm. have been at Ellen Road or it should have been at Old Trafford or Anfield or... You know, somewhere else, over James' James's park, is
2: bad, yeah. maybe I don't know, yeah, just somewhere. Yeah. Up, I know it's north yeah. northeast, but Ian, it's one of those things. I mean, I thought one of the one of my pet hates is that there's young kids up north that want to watch the England games, and the family have got to spend a fortune getting them down there to watch all all the best players that play for the country I know you're not a massive international fan to be honest I'd be lying if I said I was as well I'm not a massively Mm -hmm. patriotic England fan I know Andy's Mm -hmm. not an England fan he's a a Wales fan of course um I don't know about you Nick I don't know whether you're an England fan or not or whether you're patriotic or whether you're tribal about them or not I watch them in tournaments um yeah I, I want the side to do well but what I wouldn't do is trek all the way down to Wembley to watch England versus North Macedonia it's just not something I'd do um you know the England North Macedonia game should be, as you said, Ian, eloquently then at Ellum Road, or um, mm. you know even somewhere like Villa Park, that's 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 in the Midlands, where it's you know it's in a, it's in a decent sized ground, accessible yeah. to to everyone, uh, right in the centre of the country, where people from London, from Torquay, from from yeah. from the North from Manchester can all access it from Norwich and Ipswich, uh, and it's right in the middle of the place, and you can just you can just go to it and watch it with the kids. Derby County have held a few as well over the years at Pride Park. But but the, the Wembley thing for me is something that you know the the, the I know for Sheffield United fans they, they they will argue against this and go, Yeah, but we might not have got to the final. When was our opportunity to go there? That's they the sold that's out.
4: The, that's they the juxtaposition. But uh, there were, but there were big empty blocks in there, darling. Yeah. So it's not yeah. I mean, you know, I have listened carefully to all this the last mm. couple of days with all all the social media and all the press and everything. I wish they'd just nuclear bomb uh, Wembley. And rebuild it because it's a dreadful place uh the yeah. the, the actual um uh, acoustics are dreadful and it's become desensitized with yeah. um the fact that everybody goes there and i think now you have to ask which club hasn't been to wembley when you think of all the playoffs or or even the national league teams you know they're playing games down there and you know the great the greed of the of the fa and i know they nearly sold it and and so it's in their hands to decide whether or not games should be there or not. But I think fans are starting to vote with their feet to some extent. It's not the first time we haven't sold out. And to be honest, um, you know, I, I, I was there yesterday, and there were there were a lot of people who who were there who probably haven't been to a lot of games in Manchester. Yeah. Um, so I really think that it's it's become desensitised. It's become expensive for us. It's become very regular. Particularly if you start to talk about the other matches, the Carabao Cup final and the Community Shield, so I can understand uh, many fans who were in Munich on Wednesday who said, "I won't be going." It was part of spend- the prize
2: as well, Andy, were not it? Getting to Wembley it was part of the, it was part of the prize to, to get there in a final. Do you know what I mean? That was the that was the thing. You know, you get to, you get you get your big day at Wembley. Now, get it, I get it. The Chef, Chef United fans wouldn't have got to the final because we were always going to beat them, in my honest opinion. Uh, they were never going to beat us. We're just, we're just too strong in, in April and May of, of every season. Whoever, whoever beats us. I mean, last couple of years we were, we were poor in the semis, but other than that, they were never beating us. So part of getting to the, to the, to the final of the FA Cup was getting the opportunity to go there, play it, play it, the twin, you know, play it, play it next mm. to the twin towers or under the arch. That that's now disappeared. And for the, like you said, the greed over the last, whatever it's been now, 15 years is just kind of taken over. And, um, and yeah, that's no longer the, the, the
1: thing now, is it? It's no longer the, the I, thing. I, I totally agree with you guys. And I mean, for me, yesterday, I looked... Because I go with my two boys, right? Um, So I looked at what it would have been for three tickets. So I was looking around about 200 for the tickets and train would have been around about that um, to drive the nightmare anyway. And um, I mean, at least it was on Saturday. Uh, the last time we went to Wembley, right? We didn't actually get to see the presentation, because it was on that late, we had to sprint. And there was all blues at Euston sprinting for their train to make it. That's not right, surely. We didn't even get to see their trophy being lifted because we had to literally run to the station. Do you know what I mean? At Euston, because of the time they put it on. Um, they're just not thinking about the, about the fans, really, are they? I know, no, and, and no, often, they don't. No, no, they don't. They're, not, they're just not thinking about the fans at all. The cost of living crisis at the moment, and the cost of petrol is ridiculous, as you well know, Ian more than anybody, you know, thanks to your sponsors for making this all happen, but you know, it, it, it's it's unbelievable the cost, my, my own brother lives in, in, in London, they were there yesterday that's fine, you know, he's a massive blue as well um, and of course, I mean, there's actually tons of city fans who live in London obviously they work down there and stuff, which is great there are blues everywhere, all over the country and I've met a lot of them <laughs> from, from touring up and down the country but, you know, um, the, the point I totally agree with you, it should be at Villa Park wherever, even, even the Swamp we don't care we can will play there you know um as long as it's not <laughs> against them that's fine
0: you know? Can I can I just put on record though that despite yeah. uh, Andy's thoughts about nuking Wembley, nobody's ah. suggesting that we actually <laughs> do that. Just oh. just just to make that clear. Uh, now, um, what would
1: your law firm say about that, Ian? <laughs> what would your law firm say about that?
0: I just want to introduce the. This is like the, the fifth member of of the Beatles now oh. that we're introducing because I want to bring oh. in uh, Jeff Durbin, former commercial manager at. City, hey, my
2: mate.
0: Who, who I know. Um, <laughs> I know oh, yeah. you know each other well. Well, uh, Nick and yeah, we do, so yeah. It was nice to reunite the two of you on, on the it podcast is. and I know Jeff didn't have the opportunity tonight to be with us all the way through but he's very kindly took a few minutes to to join Aww. us so uh, Jeff tell, tell us your um let, let's do be a bit incestuous here tell us a few oh. tales of of Nick and uh, and his connection oh. to City.
3: Originally <clears throat> Nick obviously I think we forget just how um how much awareness there was of Bread and of all the characters I mean um, when Nick came in, it basically, I think the first sort of time was coming into the sponsor suite, and we used to always, try, right? It's a bit like our old version of the tunnel club, really, in our own little yeah. way. We have celebs and so on, and Nick was a celeb, <clears throat> still is in my eyes now. But you know, there was 13 million people viewing. Bread, I think, on a Sunday night, so everyone mm-hmm. knew Nick as Billy. And if we, we we went to away games, we sort of piled up, really, and you'd be walking along the street to QPR or wherever, and you know, hi hey, Billy, how you doing, Billy? You know, it was it was uh, it was it was very different then but Nick was always incredibly humble and gracious and kind to sort of support mm-hmm. us so he came into you know the last thing you want to do is meet a load of sponsors probably really you no. want to watch the but it was like second nature and you know it comes naturally to, to him and we just we just piled up we became friends and we've stayed in touch over the years don't see each other as much as we should since we live quite close but uh, you know it's, uh, yeah. we'll be able to put that right um, so yeah it's uh but it's a long long time ago now when we first met and uh Things have changed a little bit since then. So you can but, confirm that he is a superstar then? Well,
1: Jeff, total superstar. Not as big <laughs> as you, but but can I just say thanks, Jeff, for coming to, coming to my 30th last month. It was really kind of you. Thanks. Jeff. You might that have mean got, all, like, That means you're yeah. only one year older than me, Nick. You're looking well.
4: <laughs> yeah. Was that on February the 29th? <laughs> That's right, yeah. I'm, t- I'm sure <laughs> they uh, give it the- away a bit.
3: We've we've got a lot of superstars in this. I'm sure Harlan is morphing into Gary Neville every time I see uh, him. It's listen, I've not morphed life. into him, Jeff. I've been I've been going for five years. Yeah. I'm morphing out of him
2: now. I think.
0: <laughs> well, and obviously, anybody listening to this is thinking, "What what does that mean?" If you've not seen uh, Harlan on the YouTube vlogs that I go uh, that I do, right. then you don't know what I'm talking about. it's it sort of has a resemblance, if you like, to Gary Neville, which I'm sure he'd rather be associated with Harland since he's yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: that's the one. Well, I get called it enough, Ian. Do you know what I mean? So why not? Why not embrace <laughs> we it? We eh? used to call them the
1: we we used to call them the Chuckle Brothers. Those two. Do you remember that? Back in the day yeah. when they played for England, the Chuckle Brothers.
3: Yeah. Uh, right
1: it, <clears throat> As a
0: commercial uh, former commercial manager of City, Jeff, you know when you look at the the games, the Wembley semi-finals, <clears throat> I know you can have your, your your commercial head and think, well, you know. As long as people will pay the ticket price and and you I mean, there'd be an argument. I remember speaking to a city director many, many years ago about you know the full members' cup when it was introduced, and him saying, as long as we get more than a certain number of people who go to the game, it will make a profit. And I said, But you're stretching people's loyalty, and I can't help thinking that. What we're doing now, and it's not—it's not your fault. But I just wonder what your thoughts are. That's well, sending uh, everybody to yeah. Wembley and not quite filling it, but still
3: getting a decent crowd. Do yeah. they just look at it commercially? Is that the only way they look at it? Well, it, a, a couple of things. I mean, my philosophy has never been like that, as as you know. I mean, one of the proudest things that myself and my team have, going back to um, the the latter times at Main Road when when it was rebuilt, we had seventeen hundred. Uh, and 50 corporate places to sell uh, mm-hmm. in division three so you know it was that was a bit of a challenge and we, we 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 did it by accommodating you know every price point every need and we did some fantastic work with the supporters club so I think it was called the silver suite not the best name whoever came up with that um, but uh, we used to do you know really cheap tickets up there rather than have it empty and think it's got to be corporate so there's a real sort of flow all the way through from very cheap and cheerful all the way through to the boardroom suite where we got some significant investment. I think that's what you have to do. You have to provide something for everyone. When it comes to the, I mean, it, it you know to me, it's obvious, really, um, Old Trafford would have worked well. You know, decent capacity would have, would have been full. The travel costs would have been a lot less. Just one little tip, though, I would say. Um, I bumped into you, Cheesy, so you know about this, but I... Um, I share uh, an opportunity that Nick has, which is getting a senior rail card. Whoops, sorry, I've given you an away there, Nick, <laughs> now. But I bought one last week. Um, I, oh, yeah. It was a very late call going down. And um, London Midland operate a service from Crewe and Stoke. Uh, they stop a lot more stations. But my ticket coming back yesterday was 25 quid, first class to Crewe. And then oh, wow. no one checked your ticket after that. So basically, the overall trip was about 63 quid on the train. Um, now, if you went for the cheap, what was the cheapest price ticket at Wembley yesterday? Don't know.
0: anybody know no, that. I, I mean, I was in the
1: press was... box, so I didn't. The, buy the, it. I think
3: it was. So Did they I... went,
1: but
3: oh. Jeff, they went. They're,
1: they're, those went, I think. Uh, those go first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I looked, it was mm,
3: it, there was sixty or something each. I I, I, I totally agree with that. And by, by the way, I'm with you on this. And and you know, I I, I don't think that. um Fans should ever be exploited with with games like like this. What I'm saying is that um, there are ways and means of just doing mm. it. There was hardly any City fans on the track. It takes an hour longer, but you know, so what? But yeah, absolutely. This particular game would have made absolute sense to take it away from it. And, and we've <laughs> unfortunately there's contracts and there's commitments, and that's the way it is. But um, I, I think in retrospect, a lot of people, probably even at the FA, were think, "Well, actually." You know, Wembley should be reserved for the bigger for the bigger occasions. The you know it does take it away, you know, doesn't it? Having a semi final there, um, it was something very special going to the Villa parks of this world. And so, yeah, I'm I'm completely with with you on that. But um unfortunately, I think these things are here to 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 stay a little bit, aren't they? That's what we're stuck with.
4: On, on, on the on the basis that they are here to stay, then maybe we should get into the ribs of City matters and. Uh, asked him to rejuvenate the very good commercial deal that the club did with Virgin Trains, which allowed for discounted mm. tickets to London before they were thrown out. And yeah. uh, Beard, lost his contract to Avanti. And um, we used to take advantage of that. There was, I think, 25 or even more percent discount yeah. on, on all trains to London if you had a season card. Uh, so that yeah. would be something I think that, you know, the club could do in their commercial capacity to drive traffic onto yeah, trains. I completely agree. And we we, we started the, the the Virgin
3: Trains deal when I was there. It goes back a long, long way. I had a great relationship. Yeah. Um, all I would say overall, though, is I think we've got to look at the things we can control and have some influence as fans. And that obviously is our club. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think they generally do pr- pretty well. But there's always the debate about certain things. There's a lot of, argy-bargy about the Spurs game and, you know, midweek and what the ticket prices were. I-, I think you've got to look at that potentially more so than things we can't control really. All we can do, as you say, Andy, is you know, travel there and, you know, maybe do a bit of lobbying, but there's not much more you can do than that. Ian, you know, the the, the 20, uh, 2012
2: Community Shield game, that was that was held at Villa, weren't it? Um, obviously, that was the that was the season, or shall I say, the post, that post-season was the Olympic Games, wasn't it? Which is why Wembley was off the... Off the uh, off the charts in terms of being used. So again, it's not that they they can't move it, it's that they won't use it uh, or won't move it. Um, they knew they were looked after financially because the Olympic Games had already been decided um, years in advance. They already knew there would be football matches played. there. I think Great Great Britain were playing there, weren't they? In it. So again, it's not that they that they um that they 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 can't move it. It's that they're choosing not to. And I think. Again, for the for the fans up north, especially if it's northern sides. If it's southern sides, fair enough, keep it down there. It makes more sense. But if it's two northern sides like we are, us and Sheffield United, it's no choice. you just got to be... It's got but isn't, to be there a, isn't there a
1: logistical thing there? They kind of have to have, a, have it in the calendar. I mean, how would they know who's going to qualify? I mean, can they really, literally, Jeff, actually rearrange a match after between the quarter final and the semi have they got enough time to
3: organize? Yeah, you've, you've got all sorts of issues with that. You know, police have a massive say these days. I think mean, it'll be quite yeah. good for a future a future um chat about this. So we've been a do a bit of digging, yeah. a bit of research on, on this to look into because I don't actually know the answer to some of those questions. I mean Harley's saying well, you know, they could do it. There'll be all sorts right. of contracts mm-hmm. you know built built around for the next X number of years, but exactly how many years and what happens next, it won't be forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. it's. I'll, I'll do a bit of digging on it. And on that subject, why on
1: earth did we know that we'd be playing Real Madrid in the next round? The, what, the draw what, had what, already what, been that, made, Nick. The draw yeah. had already been made, and they yes. actually drew those out, so we knew. Yeah, uh, we knew we that Madrid. before the quarter final. So, well, so we, I know that's what I mean. But that's odd to me. I think it'd be more fun if they just waited. <laughs> do don't don't like Maybe if, it helped I you because you just can can be saying, yeah.
3: Just just while you're mentioning the the Madrid game though, can you might discuss this before, but. What was the logic for Cancelo being allowed to play against us, And yet the two lads...
4: It's today UA for rules. Couldn't... Yeah, is that it's what it UA is? For rules. And FA can't, rules are different for UA for
3: rules. That's it. The club, it. Can't, the club nope. cannot control that. That mm. felt nope. very
1: wrong to me. Sorry, that felt very wrong that Cancelo mm. could play against He's us.
4: He's not done himself any favours if you've seen <laughs> the footage of no. his um, no. celebration when Alves no. missed his penalty.
3: I'm aware
0: when I talked oh, really? to Jeff before that that he may have limited time. Jeff, are you able to stay for the next ten minutes, or you've got to go?
3: No, I'm fine. No, the um the, the vomit and uh, inappetence have been cleared away, and so on. So it's it's, <laughs> it's related to to fostering. You might have explained that we we took a one year old in last week on emergency, and uh, right. although he's he's great, he thought he has reflux. So so no, he is now sleeping. So you you, you unless hear a scream or a shout from the from Nikki, then uh, then we should be all right.
0: Right. Well, in the ten minutes we've got left, let me ask you all about the upcoming Arsenal game, we talked about, uh, you know, we we'll, we'll can part the United game, the champ, the FA Cup for now, we can part Real Madrid for now, but for yeah. the remainder of this podcast, the big, big elephant in the room, if you like, that we haven't spoken about yet, is City <laughs> against Arsenal on Wednesday. Um, so, is this a title decider? You know, if, if City win this, is that it? Is it over? If Arsenal win this, it, it, is it over? You know, if, and what happens if it's a draw? And how does the fact that, you know, Arsenal have now dropped points in three successive games. Affect things, Pep, presumably. Although he always denies it, I'm guessing kept Kevin De Bruyne on the bench. Um, you know, and, and and made one or two other changes, like Rodney not starting because of the upcoming game. Although he always denies that. Um, what what are your your thoughts and all that? Um, I, I will do is I'll leave Nick to the end of this one um always saving the you know the celebrity till the end so we'll we'll go with although Harlan is quite a celebrity these days but we'll start <laughs> with harlan and and say you know what yeah. are your thoughts now
2: well the same as it's been for the last nine months almost Ian, um that that i I firmly believe that we'd win the title this year but gave Arsenal my backing for second position I think they're a very good side they play great football a great manager like I said I don't want a vitriol to come about I don't want to I don't want the fans to start hating on Arsenal. Yes, there's a bit of dark arts going to come into it. They've got a title to try and win. Um, I don't blame them for that. You can't criticise another side's approach at times if they've got a job to do. Um, They won't win the league title, or we will. I think we'll we'll, we'll get the job done on Wednesday. It reminds me very much of the the, the game against Liverpool. The fans will be at it. The 2-1 win that night was probably one of the best atmospheres I've ever felt in the Etihad. It was spine tingling at times. If you remember in that game as well for the last 10-15 minutes, Andy, we had to hold out and we had to show a different side to our game and mm. show a resoluteness, which I think we'll will show again this time round. They've got threats. Saka and Ketia. Gabby will turn up. I mean, no doubt about it. Um, no doubt about that. Zinni will probably turn up as well. Jacques a, a, a stalwart in midfield who'll put himself about and leave a bit on players and no doubt try mm-hmm. and hurt our. Almost pivotal men in midfield. But I think we'll do the business. And I did say that Arsenal would drop points again two weeks ago. I did say that they'd go on a bit of a run again where they'd, they'd draw a couple. They've done exactly how I thought they'd do. And I think that that their legs will um, will start to, uh, start to die on them as the games go by. It is a crucial game. It's not going to decide the title, though, in the end, um, if we draw it, it's not the be-all and end-all. But we just can't allow them to get three points. Still, there'll be twists and turns towards the end of the season. Um, you've seen that Arsenal are frail and that they have got the capability to, to uh, or shall i say capability is the wrong word, but they've got the vulnerability, sorry, to drop points and will do before the end of the season again, regardless of the result. But we're, we're in the driving seat for me. You asked me the question two weeks ago, are we in the driving seat? We are, even though we are, uh, we are still behind them. We can firmly see first place in front of us uh, and first place will trip up and we'll cross the finish line as the winner of the race,
4: Andy. Agree. And uh, I think that after today, St James's Park is not a fixture I would fancy uh, between now mm. and the end of the season. Uh, being able to rest, you know, their two best players with half an hour to go uh, says a lot about their, their advancing uh, performances this season. It's Wednesday night, we can afford a, a defeat, I'll be honest. But a draw would be enough, but I think a win would probably put the you know the the man with the blue ribbons to to go and find them. Uh, doesn't have to look far. So yeah I'm very confident. I think that the momentum's growing the pundits are telling telling us that the cracks are growing in the uh, in the, in the gunner's uh, machine. So I think that their firepower, won't just come round for Wednesday. It would be an incredible turnaround, I have to say, if they did show up at their best. They have lost twice to us this season, by the way, if you haven't forgotten. So I'm pretty confident that Wednesday night uh, we'll, we'll be um, we'll be cheering again. Jeff,
3: yeah, it's impossible not to agree with with both of those views. What I find interesting, I think, is what Arteta's tactics will be. If you think about Liverpool in recent years, you know Klopp made a mistake, or the team made a mistake when they played very negatively against us in the game. They possibly could have won if they had a one That would have, they'd have pipped us to the title. But when um, when Allison was time wasting after 25 minutes, you think, you know, what, what's what's going on here? So I I wonder if he if he does um, if he's aware of, of that issue and 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 actually. As a bit of a go, I, I think we'll murder them. I, I think that will walk into our hands. That's that's how we like teams to play rather than the ones sit, sitting back. But if he sits back, we'll still wear him down. I, I don't, I can't, honestly cannot see a way apart from incredibly uh, uh fortuitous situation, which none of us can write in football. You know, success of title decided absolutely not. You know, when we there would have been people having the same conversations before we played Newcastle at St James's Park in 2012, oh, that's the title that we have won it. Well, we nearly didn't, did we? You know, you, you can never tell in football. Strange things happen, but I, I feel that we are in a different mindset. We're playing a different level of football now, and so be Arsenal, United. Think they'll stop us winning the treble. It'd be very sweet when hopefully we we don't do that and then go on to do it. So that's that's generally how I see the season going. But been wrong before. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I feel feel more confident than than I have ever ever before. I think, and um, it's it's a pleasure watching them at the minute.
0: Big thanks to Howard Solicitors in Ashton, Stockport and Cheshire. They specialise in criminal defence law and motoring offences and offer legal aid at the police station and the courts. They're open 24 hours. They're always available for you to call or turn out to the police station to represent you. Give them a call if you're facing any type of police prosecution. 0161 872 9999 or email law at howardsolicitors.com. So the final word goes to... Nick Conway, um, who was a superstar back in the 80s and 90s, still is a top banana. But uh, cliché, I know this, uh, Nick, forgive me, but, you know, yeah. um, our city going to bring the bread home against hey. us. Our... <laughs> I, yeah. I thought
1: he did that, Ian. That's why that they thought to... he's There's all that you're going through, Ian. You, you, you... it's rubbing up on you. Um, well, I, I, for one, will not have a voice left on Thursday. I'm going to scream, shout like all the other Blues. We're going to make it an absolute cauldron, fortress, whatever. But, you know, one of the things that makes the Premier League the best league in the world by far and um, is the fact that you can have Southampton, the team at the bottom, two minutes to go, beating the top team 3-1. The fact that last season, last game of the season, what happened against Villa? <laughs>
2: <No>.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean... You can't you can't rely on anything, really. It's it's an amazing um, premiership. You know, there's no easy games. Some of those away games are going to be very tough. I totally agree with what you said about St. James's Park away for Arsenal. That's a tough one. We've got to go to Brighton. We've got to go to Everton, who are fighting for their lives. Who knows? But look, we're amazing. Uh, we've got the best manager in the world. Got a, to a man, we've got a fantastic squad. Every one of them, absolutely proud to bits of all of them. They've been fantastic this season. Um, honestly, they're amazing. Um, I love my team. I love the fans. I love everyone. We're just brilliant. Um, you know We're the best in the league, I believe. I think Arsenal have been fantastic. They're great to watch. And I love watching Newcastle as well. I think they're great fun as well. Um, but we're better than them because we're the best in the world. We're going to do it.
0: Bring it on! I agree with you more. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much to to Andy, to Harlan, to Jeff Durbin, and to Nick Cam- uh, Nick Campbell. Of course, yeah, is, uh, the real, real name, yeah, Nick Nick Conway is the uh, the actor named who played uh, Billy Boswell in Bread, but all blues. And I'm sure we'll have Nick back on another episode, and then on Too Distant Future. But thanks very much to uh, all four of you um, for coming on and. Uh, Let's keep our fingers crossed that everything keeps going the way. I did say a few weeks ago on the, on the podcast, wouldn't it be a great week? Just imagine that last week, going for the title at Brentford, the FA Cup against United. I did say this in the FA Cup final. I thought it might be Napoli in the Champions League final, but hopefully the Champions League final anyway. If all those three happen, what a two weeks that is going to be. And imagine... If City do it in all three games, (sighs) Mm. well, what can I say? Um, What I can say is that even if they didn't win all those games, It's great to be a Blue. It's great to be a (laughs) Blue. (laughs) It's
2: great to be a Blue.